Next on BYU Sports Nation, the 2016 BYU football season preview special. Win-loss expectations for all 12 games. We're two-on-one with BYU head coach Kalani Satake. Are the Cougars ready to play today in a strong response to Desmond Howard's mission trip hustle? Yeah, plus linebacker Fred Warner on why he's more confident than ever after scrimmage number three. Also, it's a game day. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Friday, August 26th, this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with all intramural third-team flag footballer, Jerem Jordan. We don't even need to discuss what division that is for, but yes, all third team would be an accurate description of my life for the most part. What's your favorite position in flag football? Uh, the uh, I like playing corner in flag football. That's fun. You and Brian Logan. Yeah, we have a similar skill set. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's fun to run with Brian. You can also backpedal we- better than anybody I know. <laughs> Brian can. The the. Uh, we played on an intramural team with Preston Hadley, and we went up against Skylar Ridley. So and won. And, and that was a fun matchup in that <laughs> we happened to win that. If we had lost, I probably wouldn't have brought it up. Still have the T-shirt <laughs> to prove it. Speaking of football. We were actually deemed ineligible because we didn't have uh, everyone on our team. Hey, don't worry about that. No, you don't. What? You don't, wait, wait, you don't uh, need what, to get what? into that. You don't Semi-finals. need to, to get into that. <laughs> Walk-on tryout signups by today because they start on Monday. So I can, yeah. Jason Shepard is on his way to the student athlete building to check his eligibility at this point. But yeah, Monday there'll be some walk-ons. If you're if you're a guy that's probably going to play and you're not on scholarship, you're not in that walk-on situation. They're what's called preferred walk-ons. So they probably, you know, they're going to be in camp. They've been working out with the team over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So these these are the guys, these are your Rudies, if you will. And but they are a necessary element, right, to to get ready for an opponent. Some of these guys what are they, they they go into the meat grinder. What they just get slapped around and but they're <laughs> on the team, man. And that's more than I can say. Who is BYU football's Rudy in twenty sixteen? Don't worry about that. Just worry about the fact that college football starts tonight. There yes! is a college football game down under between Cal and Hawaii. At 8 p.m. Mountain Time. I can't wait. Apparently that's Saturday in Australia. I don't know. Like, oh, that's on the other side. It's like Saturday at noon or something. I don't know. It's tonight for us, and that's all that matters. Very exciting. They're 16 hours ahead in Sydney. It's the Sydney Cup. I'm stoked. College football, man. I don't. I don't give a lick about Cal and Hawaii, but you better believe I'm watching that tonight. You will tonight. You will care about both of those teams because it's the first college football game of 2016. There is not another weekend that will go by until mid-January. Hey, hey, we made it! We made it! There is no college football. The summer is over! Football is back! We did it, everybody! Football is here. Boom, 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 boom. Are you grasping this? I feel like Lawrence, the uh, the kid on the keyboard in School of Rock, just playing and pointing at everybody in that final With thing. zero yes! rhythm. He got great rhythm on the keyboard, but he has, like, no swag. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Today is practice 17 for BYU football, continuing preparation 
for the University of Arizona Wildcats next week. Practice 18, because that's the one that comes next in the sequence, is tomorrow. ESPN produced a list of the most important college football programs in history. BYU was tied for 27th with Georgia Tech. BYU opponents Michigan State and UCLA are the only two on the schedule this season ranked ahead of the Cougars. Now, wait a second. That means that the likes of Utah and Boise State are not ahead of BYU? Those are recent newcomers to the game, Spencer. Mm. Okay, just making sure. 13th-ranked BYU women's volleyball opens the season against Utah Valley tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Tomorrow, BYU will play two games, Rice, 2.30 Eastern, and against Cal Poly at 9 Eastern. You can watch all three matches between Friday and Saturday live on BYU TV. Spencer Linton on the call. So he's got the dress pants going today. I love it. Let's go. 14th-ranked women's soccer plays at 5th-ranked Penn State. Huge match, 9 Eastern time. You can listen to it. On BYU Radio. So tonight, at uh, you know, you get, first you have the soccer match on BYU Radio, and then on TV you have women's volleyball. So let's go. It's loaded tonight. This is a big night for BYU women's athletics with uh, two ranked teams. Two ranked teams. That is correct. Rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The 2016 BYU football season preview special. As we just documented, college football starts today. BYU in just over a week. Today's BYUSN Spectacular includes two-on-one interviews with the new head ball coach, Kalani Satake. His response to Desmond Howard and BYU's missionary advantage comments plus linebacker fred warner which quarterback teammate has he never intercepted a pass from interesting stuff there and on the topic of quarterbacks we know who the starter is Taysom hill and we're getting a pretty good idea of the cougars key contributors or who they will be this season obviously the stat that matters most is the win-loss record if you talk to any of the coaches and players it's like the excitement is high the hype is high we feel great now we just got to win We have got to win, and we'll focus our attention on that right now, starting with today's Twitter question. At the end of the regular season, so 12 games, what will BYU's record be and why? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at McKay underscore Allen. Looking at the schedule, I would not be surprised to end 6-6, and but win a couple of close games, 2015, and you're at 8 wins, 8-4. and Let's do this. The 2016 BYU schedule projecting game by game, and we have put them into three categories, win, loss, or toss-up. Now, the toss-up, by default, will go to the loss category, but we can make adjustments because we control those things because we're the ones deciding. It's our our show. (laughs) Lots of people show. It all starts with the cactus kickoff in the Valley of the Sun. Win. Countdown to the Wildcats. Eight days away. Eight days. You know what what a week from today is, right? Mm -hmm. Confetti. Mm -hmm. This place will be a mess. I'm already worried about (laughs) having to clean that up. I always send like a card or something to them after. (laughs) Hey, we made a huge mess. Thanks for cleaning it up. And it's show 800, by the way, next week. Uh, Next week? Or two weeks from now? Uh, like I said, two weeks from now, uh, we will have show 800. <laughs> now, fittingly, show 800 is the day before the Utah game. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Arizona, win-loss, toss-up. It's a win for me. Win, win. 1-0, boom goes the dynamite. Good start to the season for BYU. Game number two, 
at Utah. Jeremy huh? and I both had the Cougars 1-0. and Toss-up on that one, leaning towards a loss, because BYU's lost five in a row, but I, I, new head coach, new offense, Taysom Hill, has only played one game against Utah ever, by the way, 2013, lost by seven. Thanks for that no pass interference call at the very end of the game. Mm. Okay, so to me that's toss-up. I, I think BYU needs to go in there and play a great game and go win that game. Utah's a good team, man. Always a great defense. Uh, it's always a close game. Andy Phillips is there, so if he makes key field goals, that's a question mark for BYU. Andy Phillips is the oldest college football player in the state. He's 27. Oh, interesting. Mm. That's such an advantage. Just thought I'd bring that, that up. Is that why so good? That's, that's that missionary I wanna, advantage. I want to ski for a couple years. <laughs> it's a toss-up for me. Okay. You, you say toss-up leaning toward a loss? I mean, be, For the reasons I stated. Yeah, BYU's probably going to be a five- or six-point underdog, underdog in that yeah. game. Go in and win it. Go in and win it. Let's, let's see it. Straight-up toss-up for me. I, th- I think BYU will be very competitive in that game. I, I think it'll be good. And, and here's the key. Don't turn the ball over five times in the first quarter. You got a real shot to win. Game number three. Had to go there. The home opener Against UCLA. Ooh, I know you feel strongly about this one. This is a toss-up to me because this is this is a team in the top 15 if they beat Texas wait, A&M. Wait, wait, wait. You, you're saying this is a toss-up now? This is a toss-up. Or is it a loss? No, it's a loss. <laughs> I have it as a loss. It's a loss. But it, it, I think that BYU will play a good game in that because there'll be, I think there will be a lot of juice in the first game for Kalani Satake. So that, if that's a loss, I think it's like last year where if it is a loss, it's a it's a Close loss. Okay, I'm saying win. BYU will beat UCLA in their home opener. Hate UCLA. I don't hate this thing. Is that's the thing? Is I don't hate UCLA. Dislike. I am just aware. No, it's not even a dislike. I am just aware that they are consistently overhyped year in and year out. Yeah, I'm annoyed at the overhype. We found it. We found it. Josh Rosen is a good quarterback, but guess what? Great. He can't win the game by himself. What will their defense do against BYU's loaded offense in an electric home opener? He didn't have to do Jack last year. In fact, he didn't do Jack. That was, was at their place. It, it was Paul Perkins' 200 yards That was rushing. in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. BYU's running a different defense. Kalani Satake has competed against UCLA isn't, a bunch of times. Isn't that the great thing? And won. Isn't that the great thing? Kalani Satake is the most prepared potential head coach BYU could have hired for the first three games of anybody, LDS or not. That's a win. Mark it down. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm not going to be wrong. BYU will beat UCLA <laughs> on September 17th. That's going to happen. Okay, here we go. Game number four, neutral site, FedEx Field in Washington, D.C. against West Virginia. Toss up. Here's the reason I don't say win, because BYU stinks on the East Coast. When they go back there, it's just hard. You go back two times for whatever reason, the, the travel, the whatever. Generally, BYU's not playing a cupcake when they go to the East Coast. Okay, so this West Virginia game, and look where it sits. It's game four, emotionally spent, physically spent those first three games. I think this is a tougher game than you think in in week four. West Virginia, because it is game number four, like Michigan was game number four last year, and you got to go the two time zone travel for whatever reason. And you mentioned it on the East Coast. BYU generally just doesn't play well at that point of the season on the East Coast. Okay. I would love to be wrong about that. That said, West Virginia just lost their top playmaking wide receiver to a season-ending injury. So they're reeling a little bit, and they're trying to discover what kind of a team they are in a neutral site. There will be a ton of BYU fans there. I'm excited about this game, and because BYU has Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, this is a toss-up straight up. Okay, so through the first four, if a toss-up is essentially a loss, right, um, then I have BYU 1-3, you have BYU 2-2. 
Yes. Okay. Game number five. Back home against a team that was ranked the majority of the season last year. Win. The Toledo Rockets. Win. And they are receiving votes in the preseason poll. Win. It's a win for BYU. They will beat the Toledo Rockets. Amped up crowd. It's that Friday night game on ESPN. September 30th. Mm. At Michigan State. This is the most surefire loss, in my opinion, on the schedule. If BYU went in there and won this game, this would be a tremendous win. Again, it's tough to go back that far. This team made the college football playoff. I don't think they're going to be that good this year, but they're always a good team. They Michigan picked their State, quarterback. That's going to be a tough game. They've got a Toughest couple of guys on the defensive side of things that are going to be first-round NFL draft picks. This is in East Lansing. It's a tough road trip. The last time BYU was in Michigan, it, it didn't go very well. Hopefully BYU has a different kind of game, right? It's a very, very difficult task and road trip for BYU to go into East Lansing in October and beat Michigan State. So, yes, I hate penciling in a loss, so I'm not going to say, like, yeah, this is a loss. We, we have just, an opinion. It's we're just not, expectations. Yeah, we're not the team. We don't have like, to take it one game at a time. Yeah, sure, we can say that. I am not expecting BYU to win that game. How about that? So, yes, a loss at Michigan State is what my projection calls for. Then back home to Mississippi State, the team that was picked to finish last in the SEC West. This is a win for me. I think at this point, BYU has the offense clicking. That's why I say win. I think it's a win. Mississippi State has to go two time zones. I, I they think never they, travel this far west. I think the last like, time they traveled ever. this far west was against BYU in the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> and they're not nearly as good this year as they were in 2000. So there's that. The game that I really worry about is the one following Mississippi State on Friday night, six days later, on a Thursday night, on the blue of Albertson Stadium against the Boise State Broncos. Toss-up. Taysom Hill has outscored Boise State 6 to nothing as a quarterback <laughs> there. It was 2012. He was a freshman. I, I think BYU can go in and win that game. I think Boise State's really good, though, and they figure things out later in the year, especially. Boise State has a new defensive coordinator, and Taysom Hill has a personal vendetta to go into Idaho and win that game. So I say toss-up. A toss-up game. It scares me the most – but it's a toss-up game. We're through eight games and a very difficult eight games, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's first eight opponents averaged nine wins last season. What? Averaged nine wins? Holy shnikes! That's really tough. To me, if BYU can go three and five in those first eight, huh? Huh? Then they, then they have what we both think in November will be four wins. So, so my grand total preseason prediction for BYU's win total in regular season is seven and five. So you're not giving BYU any of those toss-up games? Well, they're toss-ups, so who knows? We have penciled them, in, them into the loss column, I thought. Correct. Right? That's what you but you can go either way because it's a toss-up, right? So you can Seven mod- and five is can- my prediction. Okay. I, I, this is a really tough schedule. I think if BYU gets eight-plus, I think that's really notable. I call for four wins in November. BYU will win at Cincinnati. They will roll against Southern Utah and UMass, and then they will beat Utah State in Provo in the regular season finale. With the toss-ups in play, see, I'm eight wins – Three toss-ups and one loss against Michigan State. I think BYU is going to get one of those three toss-up games. So you think it'll be nine wins? Nine Whoa! and three. That would be awesome. BYU 
We'll go nine and three. So what this means is it will be squarely between us. It will be eight. <laughs> now that's different than me saying I'd be happy with the bowl game because that still stands. But nine and three. Let's go, man. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the head coach Kalani Satake, his final fall camp scrimmage recap and his message to ESPN's Desmond Howard. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and tell us your opinions, your thoughts, your dreams using the hashtag BYUSN. Women's volleyball opens up the season tonight live on BYU TV against Utah Valley at 9 Eastern time. Check it out. Spencer Linton, Kristen Kozlowski, Jason Shepard on the call. Our Twitter question today, at the end of the regular season, because this is the 2016 BYU Sports Nation BYU football preview. Yeah, baby! What will BYU's record be and why? At SA underscore BYU fan says, it all depends on how we do against Stanford in the Pac-12 championship game after sweeping the South Division. Can you imagine how crazy it would get if BYU won the first two, the first Three. Oh, it'd be nuts. yeah, yeah. Just reference last year, Jeremy, when BYU beat Nebraska and Boise State. Ha! <laughs> Ranked. Ha! <laughs> New Year's Six. Here we go. BYU beats Arizona and Utah. It will be right back there, but with a new <laughs> with, with a new edge because it'll be under Kalani Sitake and Ty Detmer and Taysom Hill. Like it, it will it will be hype at a new level. It's isn't it exciting? We've called this the most compelling offseason in BYU history. It and, is, and nothing makes it more. Compelling or interesting, then a new coaching staff. Kalani Satake will take the field at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, in exactly eight days. We asked him about the emotions of what that moment might be like, as well as flipping the page from now fall camp to actual game week preparation. And, of course, we had to bring up what he thought about Desmond Howard's comments, how BYU players have an advantage and they get away with it because they go on missions. It's a hustle. You're going to like this interview with Kalani Satake. Do not go anywhere. It rolls now. Scrimmage number three of fall camp. Next week, it's game week, which just seems crazy, Coach. What are you going to do to turn the page from, okay, we're through fall camp, and now it's game week? Well, I don't think much needs to be done with that. I think the guys have been anticipating the game coming up, and uh, it's – now, now that it's gotten down to single-digit days, I think the guys are really excited for it. And, and um, you know, I, not not a lot of motivational talk coming from me on this one. They're they're ready to go, and, and they're kind of sick of playing against each other, which is uh, normal, you know. So our, our guys did well today. They worked well together, and I thought we got a lot better in today's practice. Do you ever wear clothes that don't have royal in them? That's somewhere like a hat or whatever. Not very often. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a, a time where I didn't wear it as much, and so yeah, I'm gonna. It makes me look good, man. We talk, We had this talk about it. It's true. Especially the royal blue shades, right? It's so, so. clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys helped turn me into that, you know, become the, the representative of the, of the royal color. So. Stay loyal to the royal. Royal. There you got it. I just bought a royal blue car. I'm all in, man. Oh, you those are the best. <laughs> He's literally you, you never get pulled over. <laughs> in Provo. In Salt Provo. Lake, I can't promise you that. <laughs> Desmond Howard <laughs> had some fun with Taysom Hill's age yesterday. And we our stat of the day... Uh, Yesterday was 21.4 is the average age of a BYU player. Your thoughts on missions being an advantage, <laughs> disadvantage, Coach? Well, if first of all, Desmond should get to know some of the missionaries. I'm pretty sure they're around his neighborhood. They can 
come and visit him and give him some discussions about what they do. And uh, I think that'll be fun. But uh, I think if anyone's uh, questioning the missionary thing, they should actually try it for themselves. So I, this is a, a call to everyone. Every program should send their, their, their football players after their freshman year at 18 years old uh, to a foreign land, learn a new language, uh, don't work out, and wake up at 6.30 in the morning, work all day, getting turned down by a lot of people, and uh, changing people's lives, focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they come home at 9.30 at night, exhausted, go to sleep, wake up the next day ready to do that, do that for two years, and see what type of uh, advantage that is to them athletically, which I don't think is much, but um, mentally and for life it does well. So it is great for so many different people, myself included. And so I, I think it's great. I, I, would, I would love for other programs to send their young men out there on missions and, and see what type of advantage it will be for them in their life. Uh, probably won't be an advantage for the, what they think athletically, but uh, for them and, 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 you know, for life as a husband and a, as a father, it definitely helps. Taysom Hill was named the starting quarterback on his 26th birthday. Now, was that, was that calculated that, he would, that it would come out on his 26th birthday? No, that was not calculated. We knew ahead of time on Saturday and actually talked to him and Tanner about it. And uh, we just didn't really have an opportunity to talk to the media about it um, until Tuesday. So bad timing and uh, good timing for Taysom for his birthday. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Emily didn't have to give him too much of a gift with, <laughs> with that one. But I, I, you know, he, it wasn't really a gift. These guys competed. They worked hard. And I love the way that they handled the competition. It was a good example to the rest of our team and how they should compete and how they work together and do what's best for the team. And they had that in mind. And, and I, I thought they were great examples of that. And it, it filtered down to the rest of our team. And our coaches, as coaching staff, we were really impressed with it. Have you accomplished the goals you set out to in fall camp here? Yeah, I mean, we're still not done. I, I think we still have a few things to work out. But today, I like what we did as far as the mechanics of the game, the timing, um, looking at the game clock and our calls in, uh, rotating our personnel, getting offense and defense off with, with our special teams involved. Just working through all that and the details of the game, I think it was really good. So on Saturday, we'll do a little bit of a mock game and go through the, the beginning of the game, pregame stuff, um, the, the adjustments that we make at halftime and, and where everyone goes. So, we, we, we you know, it's a, a rehearsal for uh, a week later, which is going to be exciting in Arizona. I know you work really hard on staying even keel and just taking one day at a time. But have you let yourself imagine what it's going to be like to run out with your team during that first game against Arizona and the emotions that might be going through your mind? Oh, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I, 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 I don't know what it's going to feel like. I mean, I, every time I think about it, I get, I, I just get these um, great feelings, in, you know, in me. And so uh, I'm ready for it. it, it this, this, is, uh, this is something that we've been anticipating for a long time, myself and our coaching staff, Ty. We talked about it, and, and our players can feel it. And so... Um, you know, I'm, I don't know how it's going to be, but I know I'll be excited, and I'll be excited for the boys. But this isn't about me and my first game as a head coach. It's about our players, our team, our fans, and, uh, you know, the opportunities that we have to go and represent our, our school and our university the right way. So um, we're looking forward to it, and, and, and we're looking forward to playing this game, and we really appreciate it and value the game and respect everything about it. And um, we're going to show how much we love it by the way we play on Saturday. Have you made decisions about who's going to be where, what coaches are in the booth and on the field and whatnot? Yeah, we've, we've worked through that a little bit, and we, we practiced that a little bit today. And um, we'll have a, a, a large number of our coaches on the field, um, reason being that they're the ones talking and doing all the coaching throughout the whole week and uh, throughout all the time in practice. And then it's a difficult transition when you get up to the, the booth and you have to do it over a, a headset or a phone 
or you have to tell someone to tell somebody, and a lot gets lost in translation. So the best way is to, is to do it, and our players are trained to hear um, their position coach more than anything. And, and so we'll have a large number of our coaches down here, and, and, and the coaches that we trust, our graduate assistants and administrative guys will be up, up in the box, and I think it will work really well for us. We know that Arizona is going to run a fast-paced offense. You have coached against them before in the Pac-12. Rich Rod has said that two quarterbacks will probably play. So how is game preparation for Arizona at this point? Well, I, I think that, um, first of all, Coach, Coach Rich Rod does a great job with his uh, scheme and getting the best guys on the field and, and getting the ball to a lot of guys that can produce yards, whether it's throwing the ball or running. They're really effective on offense. And then defensively, they've hired a staff that, that has been known to, to get great defenses on the field. So it's, it's going to be tough, and um, I know they'll be ready. But um, you know, I'm really more focused on what we do as a defense and what we do as an offense and how we function as a special teams group. And um, we'll see how it works. But I, I know they'll be ready. They're, they're, they have great coaches there and great fan base, and it'll be a fun game. Will we know the status of certain guys who maybe haven't been in fall camp or who have been injured just on game day? Is that the plan, or, or will there be any conversation next week? Well, we're still working through it. I mean, being only Thursday, you know, we have a couple days uh, on, in this week, and then, and then uh, we'll, we'll probably have more information for you next week. And so, yeah, I wish I had more to tell you. <laughs> it was a pretty general question and a general answer. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'll just I'll give it right back to you. <laughs> if you had to play tomorrow, do you feel like you'd be ready? Yeah, definitely, and and uh, really confident in our guys, and so I'm, yeah, I'm just I think we're kind of going through the motions of, of getting everything ready for the dress rehearsal type stuff, but uh, you know we'll practice pretty pretty hard next week as well, and and then taper off and get ready for the game. So yeah, I'm, we we were ready to go. I, we were ready to go a week ago, two weeks ago, right when they first reported camp. So our guys are ready to play football and. and uh, Ready to have some fun. Let's take that one step further. Which of the current coaching staff members could last the longest in a current college football game? Um, probably, well, it'd be a toss-up between Ed Lamb, who's in great shape. I mean, he, we did conditioning with the players, and he did the runs with them. And, really? uh Yeah, he's, he's impressive. And so, uh, well, he has, his body looks like he works out. My body <laughs> looks like I, I go to buffets. So, uh, <laughs> You know, but he, he's like, he's in great shape. I think it would be Ed could hang in there, and I think Ben Cahoon. So I hope I'm not offending any of the others. But anyone else, if Reno said it, then there's no way he could play again right now. His his days are, are done. He's already said he's trying to lose weight because of the interview we Reno did, with did him. an interview and thought he looked fat. He said he's lost 11 pounds. <laughs> oh yeah, well, there's a lot more that could be lost there. And that's I'm not I'm not picking on Reno. That's from from me. Oh, he's there eating salad. <laughs> he's literally eating a salad right up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> love you, Reno. But he, Reno and I are losing weight together. We're, we're trying to work on it together. He's not messing around, are you? No, he's he's great, and and we have so much fun with it. But yeah, he's he can't play football ever again, and neither will I. Ed Lamb and Ben Cahoon could do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my right. He's <laughs> your right back. Coach, uh, we appreciate the time as always. Thanks, Good luck. We're obviously excited just like you are, and it's always nice to talk to you. You guys are great. Love it. Thank you. You got it, man. Kalani Satake, the head football coach at BYU. How funny. That was not staged. He's eating a salad as it, we speak. He, he was Kalani's ride to wherever they were going, and he came out and he was eating a salad right when we started talking about yeah, it. And he's like, hurry up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How about Kalani Satake's answer? 
Oof. to the advantage or disadvantage from missions. So he talked about the advantage of how you're a better husband, a better person, whatnot. Those are the advantages, and that it's not really an advantage. It's not physically. an thought, athletic advantage. I thought he said that with great tact. Ah, clip that off. Send it to Desmond Howard. <laughs> At Desmond Howard. <laughs> yeah, we need to tag him in that right about now. Great stuff from Kalani Satake, and we are not done with our 2016 BYU football season preview special. In fact, we have an update to our poll question today, which is, what is the toughest game on the schedule for BYU football? Yeah. So we have a Twitter question. What's the record? The poll question, yeah, what, what's the toughest game? So the, the leader in the clubhouse, as I refresh it as we speak, is Michigan State at 81%, 686 votes. You have 30 minutes left in that. The number two is Utah, and then UCLA and Boise State tied. Michigan State is the toughest opponent, but is it the toughest game? Because you have to think about more than just who the opponent is. When does the game happen? Where does the game happen? The people think it's Sparty. Up next, the elder Warner brother, Fred Warner. Big hair, big game, big expectations. We're two on one. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Friday. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is our 2016 BYU football season preview special. All in anticipation of the season, which begins September 3rd. So on that day, that night, at 9.30 Eastern time, we will have Countdown to kick off live from Glendale and Provo, a one-hour TV pregame show to get you ready for BYU and Arizona coming up. Not this, but next Saturday. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Today marks practice 17 for BYU football of fall camp in preparation for Arizona next week. 18 happens tomorrow. Can't wait, man. ESPN produced a list of the most important college football programs in history. BYU was tied for 27th with Georgia Tech. BYU opponents Michigan State and UCLA are the only two on the schedule ranked ahead of the Cougars. 13th-ranked BYU women's volleyball opening the regular season against Utah Valley tonight. You can watch that match live on BYU TV starting at 9 Eastern. Tomorrow, BYU will play two matches. Both of those will be on BYU TV against Rice at 2.30 Eastern, and they host Cal Poly at 9 Eastern. Check it out. You have three matches in, like, 26 hours. I'm stoked, man. Yeah, let's, let's do go. it. Let's do it. 14th-ranked women's soccer plays at 5th-ranked Penn State at 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio. Or you can stream it on gopsusports.com. Back to our fall camp preview special. More two-on-one, this time with the junior linebacker Fred Warner. And if you are not aware of what this kid brings to BYU, you soon will be when he takes the field as a junior for the first time. He's healthy. He's had a healthy offseason and fall camp. No major injuries that he is recently coming off of. And he anticipates that this will be a very productive big year. We're two on one with Fred Warner. Clearly you have the best hair on the team, Fred. So <laughs> let's start I right there. we've gone over this before, haven't yes. we? How tall is it now, though? It's not very tall. I, I pick it out before practice, so it's not as tall as it might seem. Okay. But, you know, it's just, it's just a regular height right now. Keep it tall, not out or long, you know, not down. It's just, just keep it high. That's regular it. height. Yes. <laughs> Will it fit into the helmet? Look, I have a smaller helmet, too, and it still fits. So it's, it's, it's squishy. Okay. It fits. This is important. This is important preseason <laughs> kind of stuff. We're already getting to the important. Hey, you're playing Arizona next week. 
What, what's that like emotionally right now for you guys and the, the whole team? I, you know, I feel like everything's just flowing by in fall camp. I, I think it's just here. Everybody's ready. Everybody looks great. You know, after today, I feel way more confident in, in you know, the whole team. And the offense looked great. And so I, I feel like everybody's excited. Wait, but how about the defense? Defenses always look good, so yeah, I don't that's, know that's never been a concern. <laughs> never been a concern for me. Yeah, I mean, defense always looks good. You know, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Was there so. anything specifically that happened today? And I know you mentioned the offense right. that, that made you think, "Whoa, okay, we're in good hands." Yeah, just I think uh, you know, Coach Kalani is putting on this this game atmosphere type look, um, and then me looking out there and seeing the guys we have on the field. You know, it's, it's going to give you confidence, and it gave me confidence today. So it just it just looked good. How are you feeling uh, physically, and then h- how is your uh, knowledge of the playbook? I feel great physically. You know, I feel like this is the best I've ever felt. Um, you know, obviously coming off that year where I had to come back from an injury, I feel healthy. I haven't really had any issues during um, during camp, but um, yeah, I, f- I feel like I awesome and then knowledge of the playbook oh knowledge of the playbook oh uh so i think the coach has done a good job of trying to keep it um simple for us and you know trying to mimic as much of the concepts to what we had before even though we switched our defense around um i feel very confident in the, in the playbook so far how has your role changed now that you're playing in a 4-3 um i feel like the biggest change probably is just the amount of coverage i do um i'm you know, I'm pretty comfortable in coverage as a linebacker, and so they, they take use of that. Um, but they're just always trying to put me in a situation to, you know, be successful. Your brother could see a lot of playing time this year, freshman Troy, uh, at cornerback. Do the Warner brothers have, like, a pregame ritual? Is there some celebration if one of you gets a pick or sack? Um, I don't know. We haven't really come up with anything yet. I think that will come with, with a game under our belt, you know, and maybe, maybe then we'll have some, but... Uh, yeah, he's looked great, and he, it looks like he's going to have a, you know, a great season, have a lot of a playing time from the get-go. Growing up, how much did you play play with each other? Because it's, what, a two-year age difference? Year and a half age difference. Yeah. We uh, Pop Warner, I don't think we really played much You know, when we were little. High school, we played a year. So, I mean, this is the most I think we'll have you know, of uh, us playing together. What do you know about Arizona and that offense right now? Uh, Arizona, there's very fast-paced offense. Uh, you know, they have a lot of fast players. They play physical. Wait, um, have you defended a fast-paced offense before, Fred? You know what? <laughs> I, th- I think I might have. <laughs> you know, it sounds familiar. You're right. But, uh, you know, they're they're very fast. I, they, our, our BYU offense, you know, in the past couple of years, they kind of slowed it down. I mean, we could have we could have even huddled last year, you know, just because of how slowed down we went. Um, but, yeah, Arizona's very fast-paced. Um, I think we're prepared. We've been conditioning every day during the week after practice just to, just to prepare for that. Is it ones versus ones or ones versus twos? So are you going up against both Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum defensively? Uh, today we went ones against the twos or ones against the threes, depending on if you were on offense or defense. So I didn't get to see Taysom, but I think Tanner was with the twos a couple times. Uh, so I saw him once, but he's the only quarterback and I think I haven't gotten an interception on yet. So that says something. Yeah, I mean, it, I, does say something. it is something when your backup quarterback is the national freshman of the year. So how is it defending Tanner as the number two quarterback? It's different. Um, I think that's just that's just what we have to list him as. I, I don't consider him a number two quarterback at all. You know, I feel like he's I feel like we have two ones and one just goes in before the other. You know, it's just um, it's just comfortable. You you're just comfortable with with who we have right now. So that's how I feel. In a 4-3, uh, will you have more opportunities to make plays a certain way, or, or does your role change in that, okay, I'm going to be tackling more, I'm going to have a chance for more sacks or more picks? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be all over the field. I feel like there's going to be a chance for me to make a lot of tackles, and there's going to be a chance for me to make you know, a lot of 
different plays. Like you know, obviously you, there's no wrong way to get a sack or anything. If you're just in the if you're in the situation, it's there. But um, yeah, I just want to be able to make a lot of plays. Obviously, you're one of the leaders at the linebacker position. Harvey Longy was penciled in before the season began as, you know, a veteran coming back at linebacker. Now that he's moved up, who are some of the guys that are going to step up and play a bigger role along with you at linebacker? I think with just the three guys we have right now, including myself with Butch, Pau, he's come in and just been, you know, outstanding for us. He uh, is acting like he's a veteran, just how physical he plays and, you know, his knowledge of the game. And same with Francis. Francis is just a natural at that position. He's one of the best athletes we have on the team, and he's performed well. It's just making sure we're all, um, I think, just linking, linking together and just creating that fluidity and, you know, just going off from there. Who are some of the backups behind those three? Uh, so the guys behind me are, I think, Morgan Unga and, and Grant Jones behind Butch. We have uh, Phil Pomone, Austin Heater, who's played in the game, who played in games. Um, we have Kavika Fanua and uh, Kuje Tapasoa at the bow position. So we have depth. I don't think I don't think that's a, a concern. Have you uh, have you envisioned next Saturday running out onto that field to start the new era of BYU football with Clint Stuckett? Uh, I haven't really envisioned it yet. Uh, I try and just take it one day at a time. Just to, I'm trying to focus on just bettering myself. Just today, I'm out on the practice field, or tomorrow, or tomorrow, whatever I have to do to get better for that game. So when that game comes, I'm, I'm my best. Such a boring answer. I've envisioned it, Fred, <laughs> um, and I was much taller and much stronger, and it was an amazing moment. It, it will be. You, you went on the field, or was it me? I envisioned running out onto. Yeah, yeah, as a player, and it was amazing. I was a lot stronger. Yeah, see, guys who don't go on the field, they're the ones envisioning <laughs> You feel me? Like, that's why you had to do it, not me. No, I'm just kidding. But no, and I had a pick six, and it was awesome. Okay. I you had don't eligibility. have to kid. You, see, yes, you go out Walk on trials for Monday. Listen, all right, see, that's why I've, I've envisioned the pick sixes and all that, too, but I'm glad you have, too. Yeah. You see, had a pick six, Fred. You did that. You've done it. I've not. I'm talking about at Arizona, though. Oh, you okay. got, you got to envision it at the team that you're playing on that week. Okay. You can't just, yeah. you know. Fair enough. Yeah, I, we don't have to take it one game at a time. You do. <laughs> you're right. I, I have to take it one game at a time. You guys is thinking about other teams. <laughs> UCLA and Utah. Yeah. Michigan yeah. State. Let's focus on Arizona, right? That's exactly right. Okay, we will do that. Uh, we'll wrap up with this. As your, as your buddies thanks, are now thanks yelling. Thanks, Akile Davis. <laughs> What's the biggest difference you've noticed now that you've come through the majority of fall camp under this staff? Like, is there one thing that you're like, man, it's just so different because of this? Um, I'm not sure if I could just put a finger on it but like it's very different is I'm not sure what is so different about it I guess it's just the way their coaching style is a lot different from the last coaching staff I think the last coaching staff just was a lot more disciplinary uh fashion this 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 coach staff's more about just trying to be as positive as possible I guess um keeping everybody healthy is a, is a big is a big thing you know if there's a guy with bumps and bruises they want to make sure they keep keep that guy healthy um but, yeah, I think – I can't really put a finger on it, but, yeah, there for sure is a difference. He wears number four, and he's got the best hair on the BYU football team, Fred Warner. Thanks for the time, Fred. Yeah, no problem. The junior linebacker poised for big things. He expects big things. He had good numbers last year. We had him in studio, and you may remember that interview where he was like, yeah, I had an okay season. It was really good. He's so versatile. I think he's going to be a dynamic, fantastic playmaker. You think about the guys and how long it takes to become who you really are, right? He's a junior. Now is the time for him to make his, 
I deserve to be drafted in the NFL splash this year and obviously next year. I think he's going to have a great season. At the end of the regular season, what will BYU's record be and why? At Googs 53, I want to be realistic and would be happy with 8-4 and four with this schedule. Anything better would be amazing. Yeah, I, I just lower it one game. I think 8-plus would be really good. <sighs> Against that schedule? Will BYU be ranked at any point this season? Will they be ra- If they start 2-0, the, would they be ranked? It has to be at the beginning. Yeah. Ugh. Up next, big deal, no deal. What can we expect from BYU's kicking game? And Reno Mahe on a diet because of us? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the Studio Bizzle on a Friday. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, you should watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern, including tonight, and you're going to want to watch the interview we did with Kalani Satake. Yeah, absolutely. If you missed that and the interview with Fred Warner and our preseason win total predictions, uh, and the means to that, I said 7-5. and five. Spencer said 9-3. and three. Check that out uh, from earlier in the show. That's rebroadcast, like you mentioned. And then tonight, coming up at 7 Eastern time, uh, not 9, but 7, uh, the BYU women's soccer game at Penn State. Then at 9 Eastern time is the women's volleyball match against Utah Valley. So you can listen to soccer at 7 and then watch uh, volleyball at 9 tonight. At the end of the regular season, what will BYU's record be and why? That is our Twitter question today. At Laser Sheep says 10-3. and three. That must be including a bowl game. Yeah. Because they will have success early and late with some players getting worn out for October. Hashtag schedule probs. That month of October is unbelievably difficult. Hey, September's difficult, too. You're on the road three times. One home game. I mean, that's, that's life as an indie. You know what would be better? Life in a Power 5 conference. We're trying to go two straight shows without saying don't, the n- don't name do of it. that conference. Don't do it. Certain amount of teams. Do not do, not do it. It's not small. <laughs> Let's play big deal, no deal. Big deal, no deal. Brady Industries is a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years, a proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. We promise no mentions of the Big 12 Conference. Hey! 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 Big deal, no deal. G'day, mate. College football begins tonight in Australia. This is a big deal. How could it not be a big deal? We survived the summer. College football is back. Let's go. Do you disagree with me at all? Big deal. No, I don't. It's what it represents. Who cares about Cal and Hawaii? It's about college football. Down under. Also, Ben Bag, their producer, he served as mission trip advantageously to Australia. Number two. Mm. I speak the language. (laughs) Big deal, no deal. The way Tanner Mangum has handled the BYU quarterback situation. This is a big deal because it works because of who Tanner Mangum is. He was asked yesterday, there's a rumor that you might transfer. He laughed. He went, ha! He laughed at the question and said, there is zero chance. Tanner Mangum is a BYU guy through and through because he is who he is and such a stalwart personality, he'll be successful. He'll be an all-time great at BYU because of the way he's handling the situation right now. Big deal. I'm so impressed with Tanner Mangum. The key to this whole situation was not Taysom Hill. It was Tanner Mangum's attitude. And Tanner Mangum's attitude has been amazing. He came off the bench ready to go. He will be ready to do that again if needed again this year. And then he'll be the starter for two more years after that. At least three years. Like you said, in my opinion, he'll be right there at least in the B list of all-time greats of BYU quarterbacks. Number three. 
Big deal, no deal. The kicking situation for BYU going into game week. No deal. Ha! Huh? Because we have no idea who it is. <laughs> That's why it's a big deal that you don't know who it is. Is it uh, James Baird? Is it Corey Edwards? Is it Andrew Mickelson? Is it Johnny Linehan? The fact that BYU hasn't named one is of great concern to me because you have to be able to get to the tw- into the 20s, uh, close out of the red zone but just out, and be able to score points. Those win you games. BYU will lose one or two more games if the kicking situation is bad than they would have. When BYU kicks a field goal and it does not go in, at that point it will become a big deal to me. Right now, no deal. We have no idea. So no, ex- I have no expectations because I have no idea what to expect. Having no idea is a really scary thing, isn't it? Mm, sometimes. Number four. Hey, walk-on tryouts are on Monday. Maybe Kathy Ireland still has or can transfer from North Texas. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. The BYU offensive line. What a great movie that is. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, number four, the BYU offensive line. I am going to say big deal because they're still missing key names, key guys. Kyle Johnson, what's going on? Brad Wilcox, not in camp. Like those if, guys. If they're are, not there now, they, how would they be ready for Arizona? They're just going to plug and play? Not, I know they yeah. would be starting. Like, that's not a good situation. I, I go big deal because I'm not particularly worried as much about BYU starters. I have confidence in those guys. Who's behind them? Who's behind them? Undeveloped. I think there's talent there, but it's. I wish that there were as a, was a softer schedule for these guys to maybe figure it out. Right, last year in October, BYU could figure it out against ECU, Cincinnati, and so on and so forth. Guess who those teams are this year? Michigan State, Mississippi State, Boise, Boise State. Those guys in the trenches are monsters. Did they go on LDS mission trips? Because those guys are huge. Right, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Reno Mahe has lost 11 pounds <laughs> since his BYU Sports Nation interview. This is a big deal for Reno. 100% a big deal because he came on the show and said, man, I watched I watched that, and I am so fat, man. Eating i got to lose salad. some weight. Literally during our interview, he's eating a salad, and he has like Gr- ranch grilled chicken or Caesar on his lips. Grilled chicken and a salad. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest clips of UA Sports Nation history. <laughs> this is a big deal. If he's serious about it, who didn't someone have? Someone had some kind of drink, like a, it wasn't a. So it was power. It was, it was powering goes, for the no, team. I'm going to get water. I'm going to get water because this has too much sugar in it. See, I'm serious. He's serious. This is a and big, he was a big a deal salad. for Reno. This is a big deal, man. <laughs> Can we just All have the a, best Reno? Can some, we just have a salad or something? Some karma to Reno for that uh, weight loss. At the end of the regular season, what will BYU's record be and why? More of your tweets. Plus, I say whip it. Where does BYU football stand in the rankings of most important college football programs in history? BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Eight days away. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Today's practice 17, yo, for the BYU football team. Continuing preparation for the Arizona Wildcats next week. Practice 18 is tomorrow. ESPN produced a list of the most important college football programs in history. BYU tied for 27th with Georgia Tech. BYU opponents Michigan State and UCLA are the only two on the schedule ranked ahead of the Cougars. Hashtag not Utah. 
Volleyball. 13th ranked women's volleyball opens the regular season tonight against Utah Valley, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Tomorrow, BYU plays Rice at 2.30 Eastern and Cal Poly at 9, East, 9 Eastern, both also on BYU TV. Also, former Cougar Casey Patterson has a tie and a loss in the World Series of Beach Volleyball. He will play again today at 2.40 Eastern. I thought soccer was the only sport you tied in. Apparently not. Soccer! Speaking of, 14th-ranked women's soccer plays at 5th-ranked Penn State at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio or stream it on gopsusports.com. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are playing in the second round of the Barclays. Currently, Blair is tied for 53rd at 1 over, while Summerhays is tied for 100th at 5 over. Jerem? Cougars in the NFL! Week 3 of NFL exhibition games featured several Cougars, and will continue to do so. Last night, Jay Keeps played for my Seattle Seahawks, Jordan Leslie for the Falcons, John Denny for the Dolphins, but none recorded any stats, Spencer. Robertson Daniel and the Packers play at San Francisco tonight. Ziggy Ansah and Kyle Van Noy. The Detroit Lions play at... Dennis Pitta and DeAndre Wesley's Baltimore Ravens, Paul Lasique and Dub Bears host Mitch Matthews and the Kansas City Chiefs, while Alani Fua and the Arizona Cardinals play at Houston Sunday. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law went one for four, three with an RBI for the Double A Jackson Generals, while Jacob Brugman went one for four with an RBI and a run for the Triple A Nashville Sounds. Today's rise and shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jeremy, do the honors. Bob Bowlesby. How many days in a row is that? I, we need to go back and figure this out. I don't know. It's been a while. I, I think it started when you were gone. Yes. So it's been three, three or four weeks? So at the end of July? End of July then, Holy probably. Holy cow. We're yeah, coming yeah. up on a month. Has it been a month? <laughs> We've been a month of rising shouts to Bob Bowlesby. Wow. Hey, let's update the poll question. BYU's toughest game on the schedule. Last we checked, 81% of you said Michigan State, 12% Utah and then 3% for UCLA and Boise State. People are coming at me hard for picking Boise State. It's not toughest opponent. It's toughest game. That's exactly And you right. have to factor in when it happens. BYU plays at Boise State after Michigan State and Mississippi State. Michigan State. Ugh. Our elite tweet of the day. At SA underscore BYU fan answering, what will BYU's record be? It all depends on how we do against Stanford in the Pac-12 championship game <laughs> after sweeping the South Division. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Hey, thanks to our guests on the preview show today, Kalani Satake, Fred Warner, and everyone on our crew. The show is on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes and or the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Dave Atkinson. Football!